Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Back to the TARDIS podcast, the podcast where we take a look at every single episode of the 2005 revival of BBC's Doctor Who. I'm Jeff. I'm Aurora. And I'm Mithra. And this week we are discussing uh, series 10, episodes 11 and 12, World Enough in Time and The Doctor Falls by uh steven moffat um i'm gonna make what may be a controversial uh statement uh but i think as a two-parter and as a finale uh this is the best one i think heaven sent is a better single episode uh, but I don't think Heaven Sent and Hellbent are as good as these together. No, I I straight up agree. You're just right. I mean, cool. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> he he got it. <clears throat> he 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 nailed it. He did like, it. This could straight up be an end to the series, and I would be happy. Yeah, I was for gonna that. say. Like. The amount yeah. of things that get so perfectly put together here is just incredible. And I'm like, like, okay, I, there, there's a few different things that I'm like, okay, that's a really good end. But, you know, I could see them doing more than that. But I think particularly with the master storyline, I'm like, there's nothing yeah. left. Like, that's it. That's the, that's the character. That's a wrap. Why is there yeah. more of this? <laughs> you can't. Well, because... Because it's like the Joker. No, Every no, single I know. time you give the Joker a satisfying good end, the, it will be invalidated by the fact that the Joker will eventually come back. I know, mm -hmm. I know. I'm just saying, like, unless you can do something to this level again, it's just always going to feel hollow. <laughs> yeah. But what if you body I mean, that was each my... other? Anyway. Yeah. It's, I mean, I will at least, I will at least credit Chibnall for just not even bothering to try and answer the question of when in the timeline, uh, Dwan Master is. Like, just looking at this and being like, yeah, no, okay, we're, we're just not even gonna for, just forget about it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it really is just an absolutely incredible uh two-part experience that i think it's it's both the best writing the series the show has had in the last half decade it feels the most like doctor who firing on all cylinders than the show has in the last half decade it's definitely scarier then the show has really like I don't even think Moffat era tried to be as scary as this a lot of the time. Yeah, this is that, definitely like, with, with the first up episode. There. Yeah, I was going to talk a lot and about that. I <laughs> I know this has been discussed before uh, by multiple um, multiple people, uh, but I, I I don't think it really came across until uh, this viewing of how honestly like weirdly applicable to like dysphoria multiple things are in this story oh yeah hm. yeah that was eerie 
Yeah. I forgot about that. There's a yeah. lot of gender stuff going on in this episode, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I didn't think of that, but now that I think of it, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I, like, I, I, this has always been a, f- a favorite, but I'm just really floored uh, by how good the whole thing is. And I'm, I'm glad we're ending it here. Well, we have the one, we have the, the next episode, but like, <laughs> it would, it would feel really, it would feel really anticlimactic to go from all of this uh, and then just jump straight back into uh not it's into chibnall like at least at least when chibnall at least when chibnall started we had like hope i don't know <laughs> well, that and also like time it wasn't like right after this yeah do you want to start from like the start of the episode i feel like this is one we can really go through like part by part yeah mm-hmm. yeah i guess i mean so full disclosure uh i just finished watching this like 10 minutes ago uh so i'm still like amped up i'm still percolating yeah and percolating on it um well yeah so i w- what i will say um what i will say is that on the uh the subject Ooh. of uh this being a suitable end for the show. I think it is really funny how at least I don't, maybe it was, maybe it genuinely was. I don't know what the, the behind the scenes politics was. Although actually, no, 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 it definitely wasn't because we, we knew, we knew about that Chibnall was stepping in like a good ways in advance. Um, but, uh, like <laughs> this episode, which I don't think was written with the intent of being a finale to the show is a better finale for the show than the most recent episode of the show, which absolutely was written by the by writers who were not sure that the show was going to continue until they were like mid to late way through filming. Yeah, that makes sense. That's pretty bad. And it's yeah, it's it's really it's really fucked up where it's like if 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 Doctor Who end ended where it where it would theoretically end in um uh Power of the Doctor, it would be really really anticlimactic. Um But yeah, uh so yeah uh starting from the beginning um we immediately have the thesis statement of uh this is michelle gomez's episode and we're all just sitting here watching it yeah i mean it's 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 a fun little setup because it's just like yeah okay we're gonna let missy be the doctor for this one and she's hamming it up like those opening minutes are genuinely really funny because Michelle yeah. Gomez is just like really leaning into it. And she's like, I'm Doctor Who. And they're like, 
<laughs> and Bill has the whole like, no, but his name is the doctor. And she's like, yes, I go, I'm the doctor. And they go, Doctor Who, I'm saving time. I'm saving us minutes. <laughs> I feel like this is, that's um, Peter Capaldi. Like, so to, to explain this, um, Peter Capaldi is of of the generation that he's very much like no his name is doctor who and then someone like david tennant is like no it's the doctor <laughs> so i feel like that's that's capaldi already getting a one last dig in oh and then right um, after that she dabs <laughs> yes topical <laughs> like okay the, the, that and the, the the trump line are very dated but I feel like yeah, I feel like you can Missy tell this was made in 2017 because she's so obviously yeah. taking the piss that she's like allowed to do that. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, uh, the line: uh, "These are my disposables, exposition, and comic relief." And they're like, "Those are functions, not names." And she's like, "No, they're genders." I love that line. Yes. Neo pronouns, Zeno genders. Yeah, no, it's a great, it's a great uh, episode introduction. You can tell, like, obviously there's still like the Stephen Moffat script and everything, but like once a, once an actor is like, but in this a role is one of the cases enough, where he hits. Yeah, he he hits, <laughs> and the actor's been in the role long enough that they can like go off, and it just feels comfortable and natural. And, like, even the parts that are, like, arguably a little bit cringy, it's just like, yeah, but, like, you earned that. And it's it's nice to feel that way, like, for a fully realized character instead of, like, Amy and Rory, who, like, I love, I love both of those actors, but by the end of their run, they were kind of just going through the motions of the characters. So, it, it's good to see that, like, end up somewhere and be, and be like, cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and then, like, this scene really just nails this intro because it starts off, like, I don't know, I feel like it really brings you into the tempo of the characters. Like, okay, we're just doing a, a fun little mission to test Missy out. And yeah. then it just, like, it goes sideways so fast and you don't see it coming. Yeah. Like, we, we talk, we talk <laughs> about sometimes of, like, Doctor Who, like, bucking trends and and not doing what you'd expect and i think that that's a good example of it where like uh we like you you expect it, it's like okay we'll talk out of it and it's one of those situations where it's like actually no uh we're gonna be realistic this time and that's just not going to work at all um yeah. And so like it it like it fails spectacularly in in a way that feels shocking and real and I I so I will say like off the bat um I know that a lot of people like aren't as happy with uh how Bill's resolution is eventually reached and i guess this isn't like entirely relevant other than the fact that it like sort of starts here um but for me my opinion is 
I understand that part of this is because he'd already pulled that trick with basically every other major companion departure. And at this point, it was starting to just feel like old hat. Um, But in this particular case, because if they because playing it straight would basically result in like fridging. Uh, I'm 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 absolutely uh, fine with the way that uh, that ends for Bill. It, it turns out to be reverse fridging because then she gets to be immortal and live with her yeah. lesbian girlfriend who is now uh, sentient engine oil. Um, well, she also n- becomes another win for the sapphics, I guess. Yes, another win for the sapphics. Weirdly enough, I think too. Um... One of the uh, novelizations, I think it was like a novelization for uh, Twice Upon a Time, um, also uh, states that um, they did actually like return to like return to being human and like settle down and have a normal life and like die at a ripe old age. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. But yeah, as I said, ultimately, I think, um, yeah, I'm glad they didn't fridge. That would have been really not great feeling. I understand that it was too little too late for some people. But again, I I think it's a really, really solid (laughs) ending that works because i like when you think about it like it's it's kind of a a double it's kind of a double gut punch because usually companions don't die and i i i I really i ultimately think that like whether or not they got out of it doesn't really it doesn't remove the fact that this horrible thing was done to them in the first place like that that still affects both them and everyone around them um but so you don't expect them to die and then i don't think any the closest that we get is like alt universe jackie tyler getting converted but that doesn't even entirely count either because that wasn't the main universe yeah um yeah and i i also like I feel like um, the Cybermen are obviously like a, a great vehicle for uh, body horror. And I like how this uh, presents a different flavor of it. So like in uh, Rise of the Cybermen Age of Steel, you have this like very like it, it feels like dystopic fantasy or not dystopic fantasy, uh, dystopic, like science fiction, uh, like look at it. That's very like, I don't want to say high tech, but very like modern and, uh, like in its stylings. And then this, we have like a very like old schooler feeling gothic version of that. With the, the, the hospital and the, the, the yeah. like old school medical equipment. This, you know, I, I think there's always been this sort of medical horror aspect mm-hmm. to Cybermen. 
but I feel like this is the episode that really like yeah nails that more than than the other ones because I, I I know in you know Rise of the Cybermen it's a, it's yeah, a lot more yeah. sort of industrialized um but like it, it's like sort of a, a later industrialized version whereas in this one it's a lot more like this this medical industry kind of fashion because you have you know later on you have them marching people into the hospitals and, and saying like and then you have the earlier line about how they need to make sure that nobody knows what they're coming in for because they don't want them screaming in the main part of the hospital and the whole thing is just so yeah. Yeah. terrifying like genuinely i think that because you have you know them first come up and get people and bring them back down yeah uh, get bill i mean and then just like that first scene where she's in she she goes into the room and sees them and there's the one pressing yeah. the pain button over and over and over again and then just like the the casual way the nurse saunters up and she's like what's all that fuss then and she's like all right let me help you out here and just and then just like bill comes and sees that yeah. she just turned him down yeah Ugh. yeah and i think the um <sighs> i i i also really like the explanation uh, they give later on in the episode about um, like, you know, like I, I'm, I'm at this point, I'm not really one of those people uh, that feels super like I don't care that much about like canonicity and stuff, especially in this franchise, <laughs> uh, except when it's the timeless child. But even then, that's not even as much of a canonicity issue as much as a like it breaks a lot of the gen general premise of the show um but uh yeah so um but the the explanation they give about the the cybermen and how it's just like no wherever humans are they will eventually pop up as a sort of like, like we, we, we aren't destined to turn into them, but ultimately it is a human tendency to try and become like them that we have to try and recognize and counter. Yeah. Yeah. That whole message and presentation, like we were saying, it feels very, especially with the hospital setting sort of like modern but classic in the same in the same token like i i feel like change the setting around a bit and this could be a contender for like a really well-remembered twilight zone episode like if you just made this like a hospital and kept the time distortion thing for whatever reason it would be it would still be like an interesting and powerful story and i think yeah. that's that's what this does it's like it's it's arguably like very simple in terms of like just what's going on in a finale but it does it really 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 well yeah absolutely um <laughs> yeah and I think it's it like just going straight from uh Bill like the Bill's shocking death into um 
the 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 flashbacks about him talking about uh um about him and the master's relationship like all of those scenes are really really good yeah i because it's a flashback where he talks about multiple things he talks about his relationship with the master and also like bill is like do you think this is a good idea and he's like yeah 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 and she's like well, just promise to keep me safe. And he's like, ah, oh, well, I can't guarantee that. Sort yeah. Of blib- mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then it just cuts back to her face and it's just like, Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, and also, uh, I like, like it, it's really like the the horror angle of this is firing on so many levels. Like when you also get into just the there's like a space aspect to it too with the black hole. That's like this thing basically makes it so this one ship is entirely disconnected from the other end of it. Um, like it's, it's, it's disconnected and it, the way it sets up like, oh, well we sent people to go do X and then they never came back. And it's like, well, yes, because the time is just experienced so differently that it looks that for them, they've barely been gone at all or for, uh, for you, they've barely been gone at all, but, uh, for them, it's been however long. Um, yeah, I do think it's a it's a little contrived that the doctor, upon realizing that, didn't immediately rush for the doors. <laughs> Instead, stayed to do a ten minute explanation. <laughs> well, he did say. Well, right, but he did say that. Uh, he did say that the way that it like the the he can't like just move the TARDIS at this point. Like that won't work. Well I mean go straight for the lift. Oh yeah. That's true. <laughs> Fair enough. That is like the one contrivance. I mean I feel episode. yeah. I mean I feel like it probably wouldn't have made that much of a difference, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. One one I I guess it makes a little more sense once you know um that the reveal that the other that the um weird russian guy was the master because yeah. obviously he waited until the doctor was about to arrive and then converted her so he would have just done that whenever he came yeah mm-hmm. although uh <laughs> on that front uh, i i want to talk about um <laughs> so like i feel kind of i feel kind of bad for the people, uh, I feel kind of bad for Moffat and such because they totally, uh, spoiled like the BBC totally spoiled that big reveal in the marketing, um, which like that sucks. Um, like they, they spoiled it. Um, and then they, uh, so it, it makes it so like, you know, when he shows up, it's like, oh, that's obviously John Sim, where I feel like 
I feel like if they hadn't spoiled it, it would still be kind of like it would still kind of be like, okay, like or or so you'd still be kind of like, wait a second, is that John Sim? But it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be like immediately like, oh, that's very clearly what this is. Mm -hmm. Okay, I will say. I completely forgot that was the master and I did not have an inkling. What? Like even how? Even even as he started giving his speech to Missy, it wasn't until his voice started changing that I was like, "Oh. How the fuck? You're valid." <laughs> I'm just I mean, I'm honestly was... impressed. I, fuck, okay. I don't know what John Sim looks like. He's just like, I need his blonde little hair to, to know what he looks like. He just seemed like some weird guy to me. I was like, I don't remember this guy in this episode, but hey, he's he's pretty weird. Holy shit, okay. So um, there goes your theory. I, I do wonder... This there's probably well no no it backs my theory up because I said I said you'd maybe have the inkling of like hang on that guy looks like John Sim but like it wouldn't immediately be like oh that's very clearly like it's very obviously him because the BBC yeah. already spoiled the fact that he was going to be in the episode. Did they also spoil that it was going to be Cyberman? I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. See, that's also a shame because like. Thank you. BBC I feel like marketing. you can figure it out, but like up until like it, it, for a while, it does just sort of seem like really creepy medical stuff going on without like necessarily being yeah. Cybermen. Yeah. It's I I wonder if this like up until they show the the sort of head antenna to Bill and then you're like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I there's no evidence to back this up, but I have to wonder if like part of the overcorrection to like not giving any information out especially towards the end towards the end we know why that happened they didn't know if the show was going to continue but like in the beginning just being like so tight-lipped about it from the fact that like people complained about the opposite beforehand and they just happened to like overcorrect yeah but like i don't know it <laughs> It, it's 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 a conversation to have but like i i don't think it's that hard even if you don't do your trailers in-house to be like hey there are two things we don't want you to show that john sim is back as the master and i don't know like name another thing like i don't think i i can't imagine that would be that hard to do if you think about it yeah yeah, I, 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 I do get that. It is very like, like, come on, guys, you couldn't, you couldn't just leave it. It's, it's the same thing of like, we always rag about how regeneration should be like surprises. Uh, but ultimately, like, that's never going to happen because that would require the BBC to not just go right in on uh like no we uh no we have to announce it because then we'll get like then we'll get people but yeah it's 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 sad uh i'm glad i'm glad it worked out for you though <laughs>
I'm glad you I'm glad you got got by that. I got That's a great me. experience. <laughs> you really you really had the ideal experience with this one, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I knew it was the Cybermen coming, so that that was another thing. But still, it's it's a fucking scary episode. I mean, I went yeah. to like I was when I went to bed, I was genuinely a little bit scared. Nice. I was like, God, something about just like the like bag over their eyes just like yeah. really gets me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 really it's honestly <laughs> impressive how much it manages to still be like more like the the primitive form of the cybermen manages to somehow still be more terrifying than the version where that RTD made where they are converted by literally like without anesthetic just like separating their brainstem from the rest of their body it yeah it's so tactile it like you can see parts of it and it's just like you know how that would feel on you and like yeah. you know things that like look like that whereas like yeah the the cybus cybermen are like scary from a psychological and i guess like political perspective um thanks elon musk with your Neuralink bullshit <laughs> um but like there's a difference between that and especially like the iron men type of cybermen versus like this yeah well that i that... think also well, what what I was going to say, it's it's that and it's the fact that it's like a like slipshod ramshackle construction of it. Like it, it 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 feels even more like rickety. It feels rickety and like it could just stop working at any point. And also it has that much. It's that much closer to a normal human form. Yeah. yeah. What I, what I was going to say is, like, I think in in sort of other iterations, there's this sense of, like, okay, there's uh, this single guy behind it who's driving it. Or, like, it's already just the Cybermen and they're just cyberizing others because at this point that's all they know how to do. Whereas in this one, it's there's this really terrifying, like, societal acceptance of it, like the the sort of joyfulness of the 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 hospital workers yeah. of like yeah this is like this is what we all have to become this is the future for humanity and you know like sure there's some kinks in it right now as they're screaming in pain but we just need to work those out and then we'll all become like this and that's a good thing yeah there's that dissonance there is just so terrifying yeah that and and like I, I like one of one of the I feel like one of the most striking shots in an incredibly visually striking pair of episodes is that shot at the beginning of uh, the Doctor Falls where you're where the camera like pans past the like twitching crucified scarecrows of the uh of the like cybermen that they captured yeah (laughs) yeah oh right the other thing i was gonna say is just like they really sell the movements of it like they're really uh, both the walking motions are so just like ungainly and also the hand motions like as they're trying to press their buttons and stuff it just 
you feel the strain of it of like they're acting through yeah. these layers of technology trying to do anything and it's just like it's such a that. strain yeah. Ugh. yeah no it's 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 incredible and again hats off to rachel talalay who is you know so so great that she was the first person that we heard was like like they like the the 2023 stuff is going to have multiple directors but she's like she was the first person that was like oh she's like the first one that's like directing like rtd like immediately got her back which was good it's a it's a really smart hiring decision because she's one of the best i mean when when your when your pedigree for uh when your your pedigree for uh directing is like this and heaven sent it's like yeah yeah no we should keep you around at all times um yeah uh i commented um with i i commented this in the chat uh with uh razor uh you know, being, being the master and the way that they like, uh, the way that they do that he like sets this up and like befriends bill and then betrays her. And then the way he acts about it to the doctor is like, lol, I got you in this epic prank, bro. Like I, I commented like, I, it's, it's really funny how, the way that uh the master or or specifically the sim master acts in this episode is like an incel with a prank youtube channel i okay when you said the the stuff about how there's sort of like gender stuff going on in this episode i really think the dynamic between sim and missy is so much like trans girl and her shitty pre-transition yeah. self <laughs> that hurt it's so yeah. good yeah yeah i i don't think there there's some utilizations particularly like in the second half of like john sims master where it's just like why would you give him that kind of dialogue like why why would you do that but here. Yeah, he, he's he's a little bit over horny in places, but I I think it works as a as a contrast. How I I think bringing him in does work as a contrast. That was that was a really good choice to show how much Missy has changed by literally being confronted by like I feel like even the classic masters weren't as just unhinged evil as as uh sim is yeah it's yeah. interesting to see him like this too because it's like post drums and everything he still clearly has that like inclination to be that way but yeah. he can like he can have it under control too like he can direct it more which is even more plus the um i i don't know if we've ever said before at least for me this is my favorite sim appearance not just like yeah. acting wise but in terms of like how he looks like 
Yeah, he he does yeah. look. He looks very very much like a. Uh, he he looks like kind of a. You have like the sim appearance, but like the the facial hair and clothing is much more like classic master, with the the goatee and the yeah. the, the the black formal dress. Um. Also, uh, it's, it's interesting. Like he is still like, it's still, you can, it's still within the bounds that you can be like, okay, this is the same character, but he is written very differently in this than RTD wrote him in a, in a really interesting way. Yeah. I do think you can chalk that up to him being like older. Like I think it, it gets away with that, especially just because Sim looks yeah, older. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, and uh, like it's, it would be really easy, I think, to make Bill's cyberization feel very like not great and like like the character was fridged and just be for cheap shot like just for be for cheap horror but the way that like i really appreciate that they convert her by the end of the first episode and they have that be the cliffhanger but then they they keep going with that for like the entire episode and explore that in a really good way and i i i it thematically meshes very well too with the point of what the episode describes the Cybermen as in the sense of presenting Bill even after she's been cyberized as the antithesis to that almost. Yeah. Um in a way that just feels like <laughs> remember when this show had themes? <laughs> imagine that I mean, imagine making a point in your episodes that's coherent you mean it's it's yeah. not based in girl boss pill to send the poc master to the nazis <laughs> oh boy you mean it's not thematic to do whatever the fuck it is we did in uh um <laughs> whatever the hell it is we did in the uh power of the doctor what did we do in that episode exactly what did we do in that episode it god um but yeah uh just in- incredibly good and also like <laughs> i feel like the the shot at the end of the first episode uh, where they uh do the the where they like zoom in on uh Bill's eye underneath the the cyber outfit, um, and like a, a tear comes out of it and forms the 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 Cybus Industries logo is like the kind oh of my thing God. where some people would be like, uh, and I would be like, no, this is raw, this is raw as hell, symbolism. I don't this know goes her. hard. Feel yeah. free to retweet. Yeah. Honestly, in in some ways, this reminds me uh, a lot of the, like the the 
space horror and and some of the elements of this kind of remind me of uh actually like my 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 game of the year for 2022 which is this like indie cosmic horror game called signalis um and i i i liked i liked having that some of those feelings again so good cool um so uh yeah <laughs> and then i like I think it's really well handled how much like they go into this the the episode is very much structured around this idea of not until the very 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 end do you have any idea of what side um like what side uh Missy is on and you get this like they managed to really tease that out until the last possible moment in terms of like, what is going on here? Who is she actually siding with? Has she actually yeah. changed? Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. part of that is definitely a testament uh, to how just absolutely spectacular and incredible Michelle Gomez is. Absolutely. Like, goddamn. There's that scene. Um, where the 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 sim master sort of gets owned uh and then she she frees the doctor and she was like oh i was with you all along and it and then he like it's very obviously like a missy quip or whatever but then he's yeah. like he grabs her wrist and he's like no i need to know are you serious this is important you can't yeah. just like brush over this yeah and she just gets this like subtly panicked look on her face and she's like i don't know yeah it's so good. Michelle yeah. Gomez plays that incredibly. Yeah. Like it, it, like we've we've talked about this, and it really is amazing how much this series is just like yes, the follow up was ultimately disappointing, but also regard like regardless of whoever was going to come next after uh this TARDIS team and after this master like regardless of that it would be an incredibly tough act to follow um so yeah just played perfectly and like yes it like yes the sim master is to some extent the weakest link in this. And that's just kind of a, well, that's just going to be what it's going to be. Um, but like he's the weakest link, but his, his appearance in the episode still is extremely well handled. Um, and he works really well even if like ultimately it's just like it's kind of like you have you have sim master or sorry you have you have the doctor and you have missy and then also uh, john sims there and he's doing all right i guess <laughs> um but yeah no just absolutely incredible and i like I love the scenes in the barn with uh, with Bill and like the the really ingenious use of 
framings to kind of like hop back and forth of like, okay, so this is Bill's inner perception of Bill. So you just see like Bill there normally. And then if like the camera will like pan around behind an object and they will use that to mask the cut where they cut to the version of the scene where uh, the Cybermen standing in. Um, and just woo. Remember, remember when Doctor Who had good like cinematography <laughs> and visuals? Yeah, it's oh my god, the visuals in this two parter are also incredible. I think yeah. they do some really good coloring work, especially in the yeah. first episode. But I think also just the direction is just so incredible throughout. It really just like you feel it. You feel yeah. the way the episode is actually doing something. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, like the, the only thing in this episode that I'd say looks kind of wonky is, uh, that bit, uh, the, the, the day for night bit in when the doctor gives his big speech to, uh, Missy and, and, uh, Sim master, like the, the day for night there looks kind of rough. Uh, but like otherwise, it's just an absolutely incredibly looking episode. And they you really get the sense that they are just going all out on this last big ride, because obviously Twice Upon a Time is a much more low key. It's 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 more like a denouement than an actual like big finale. Um, yeah. So like they go all out and there's like effects and, and really amazing like visual set pieces and Cybermen getting blown up constantly and all of that stuff. I will say I, I, the only, for me, the one visual that I thought was a little wonky was one of the Cybermen explosions and they just like have the models ragdoll. And I'm just like, I half expected a Wilhelm scream. <laughs> uh, uh, source engine sound effects. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I I definitely get that to some extent. Uh, the one that was the the my the, the my pick for uh like the the visual that looked kind of janky was actually the um, it's the um, when when Nardle uh grabs the like escape the the escape shift as they like get out of the the cyber city the like the ladder effect and some of the the ship effects were kind of like ooh that's a little that's a little gnarly uh but like the the rest of it i think is really really sound um and i think part of that is to do with uh Talale just being a really really good director um yeah and like, so when I first watched this, I think I was like, to some extent still bitter about the fact that this was only going to be like a one season. It was only going to be a one season, uh, crew. Uh, so like Nardole and Bill weren't really going to stay, but ultimately I think in the end, like somehow even, even Nardole's ending feels really, really well done. In a way that, like, I didn't, I, I didn't feel like it was this well done the last time I watched this episode, 
But this time around, it's like, oh, yeah, no, this is actually really, really beautifully done, I think. Yeah. He goes off. I mean, he just sort of, like, stays there on the ship, right? Yeah. Yeah. He goes off to protect the people in the field, and eventually he gets bored, and he starts hosting the Great British Baking Show. And um, we know how that's going nowadays. Um, No, yeah, it's it's a really good... It's it's not it's not like beautiful, it's not poetic, it's not like the best companion exit, but considering like where he started out as as like a comedic relief for like River Song and not even yeah. like the best comedic relief in that episode um to to end up in a place where like Matt Lucasisms aside, you you really like care for the character and there's quite a bit more substance to him. It's yeah. it's like great where like in the beginning you, you could have just expected him to be like killed off and they basically did that, but here it's like no, he's he's going to have like you could I guess you would call it like bittersweet, like yeah, he's going to die, but he's going to like basically he's doing what he can in his own way to like further the kind of like ideals that the doctor would like just helping people in like the way that he can which is cool yeah absolutely it's yeah i really really uh appreciate the way that like it's all handled and i didn't really like i wasn't expecting much from this like i've seen this before and i didn't really like the way it was handled before but it somehow like really works i think um yeah um and then like yeah the the way we 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 alluded to this but just like the way that the master arc is resolved is just pitch perfect it 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 add like it ultimately adds a very real sense of tragedy to the episode because like ultimately the doctor never knows that Missy was actually genuinely always on his side to the very end. Yeah. It just ends there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's really poetic too, because it, you know, it means that Missy has this closed loop of herself. She creates herself and she ends herself in the same moment. And it's ultimately, it it manages, like, the Master is a character that's very hard to redeem, I think. And this kind of does it in the sense, it's like, it's not as immediately hokey as the usual, like, oh, they sacrificed themselves, so it's all fine. There's, there's, There's layers to it of, like, ultimately, they did the right thing, but the person that they did it for will never know, and ultimately it took them in the process and it, it, they were taken out by, they were ultimately destroyed by what they, them by their own actions. <clears throat> I, I think that um, that comment is really interesting to me that they did it without the doctor knowing, because in a way that is, you know, she becomes like the doctor without witness, without, without reward. reward. Yes, exactly. That's, that is absolutely intentional. Yeah. It's, uh, especially since he says it like a bit later. 
Yeah. Yeah. That that whole speech, that whole speech without like, it's just kind. That's people. People. That is. It is the best. It is. I think twelve's best moment. Yes. People hold <laughs> up the. Uh, I mean the 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 Zygon speech is certainly like impressive, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I th- I think this beats it easily, and it, it's trying to do different things, but I guess I, I should say I prefer this one, and both of the Masters' reactions, again, perfect for what the episode is trying to do. I will say I don't like the, I generally don't like the trope of, like, redemption equals death, no matter, yeah. like, how you slice it, but also for what... Again, without witness, without reward, like, paralleling that, it does serve a purpose other than to be like, well, we can't play with this evil character anymore, so we have to kill it. Like, it feels a bit more purposeful than that. And I will say, I I think one thing you do change, like, let's hypothetically say that we don't get Chibnall, we know this is, like, the last finale, I would have like missy and the doctor know i i would have that like conclude with them knowing that they're on each other's side that's probably the only thing i'd change if this was the end just because that i don't know seems more satisfying in in the brain but yeah for for what this is um no notes (laughs) yeah no it's it's just so well done and like I, I've kind of been. I, I'm, I'm just really glad that we're ending all of this on a real high point. Honestly, like I, I, this probably cracks the the top ten list. I, I don't know what the top ten list is, and it, it would probably take some tough negotiating. Uh, but I do ultimately think that this is on there. Absolutely. Um, and this this might actually be my favorite uh like moffat episode and probably favorite capaldi episode it's just so god goddamn good it's up there Um, for sure yeah uh so yeah um I'm it's going to be interesting seeing uh it's going to be interesting seeing the uh uh twice upon a time because I I don't think I've ever watched it. I think I've <laughs> seen it like once or twice but not recently. And I I it's really it's really going to have to depend on how good I think it works as a denouement. Um but like it, it almost makes it like that, like when the um, when the first doctor does eventually come out, it's just kind of like, oh, OK, right. We're we're getting we're getting back into the, the usual. OK. Womp womp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it, it does almost feel kind of like disappointing when we get back into the, the usual flow of things. But oh, well. Um, at the very least, at the very least, uh, it's good. It's good right now. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm glad for that. Uh, so 
yeah, honestly, that's that's about all I have to say on this one. I've kind of run out of of superl superlatives to give it. Yeah, um, I guess one thing I missed is it's a very minor thing, but again, the whole um, ha having having Bill's own like image of herself still be her herself and not the cybermen it's gives dissociation vibes and that's yeah that's interesting there's 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 a lot in this episode that's interesting for yeah gender and identity stuff um, yeah as we've said so that's that's a neat little thing i guess and uh yeah i i think i think there are well well i'll talk about it in the review but yeah this this was a treat to go through um i would say definitely the best uh moffat um finale as a whole you know isolating stuff from like heaven sent and everything yeah absolutely um yeah <laughs> just what an incredible finale uh, so yeah, I guess let's, let's move it on to ratings. Um, so yeah, uh, this episode, uh, I think, uh, just really encapsulates why we wanted to do that, this show to begin with. Um, it's just an incredible tour de force from, uh, beginning to end. Um, and one of Moffat's best work and I'm I love this era of the show I love this cast it's just breathtakingly good it's it's an S tier yeah um this finale is so so very very good um what it's doing with the Cybermen what it's doing with the use of its like sci-fi setting and tropes um so many of the actors michelle gomez just like go off queen um yeah just, yeah um bill and nardol we 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 see them again in the in the um in the christmas special but again if, if that very much feels like a i don't want to say like fan service moment and i haven't rewatched it so maybe i'll change my mind but this this feels like a good like conclusion or like a yeah a conclusion to their characters as we see them like on the screen um just a lot of that stuff really works well together um qualms i guess like no matter how well they do the stuff with like basically killing bill off there's there's still like some like deus ex machina bullshit with like the lesbian girlfriend engine oil um like space u-haul thing going to be <laughs> tell me it's not that um there's still like some contrivances it there. is that's why it's good yeah <laughs> based um th there's still some stuff there and like outside of what outside of the john sim master <laughs> reveal with like razor and everything and what he does at the very end um with with killing missy he's kind of just there and he's having like weird lines about like being into his future self which like yeah 
trans woman and her shitty past self. Is it chasing? But I, <laughs> fuck. Um, but also, like, lines about, like, having to wear bras and everything. And I'm just like, okay. Moffat just turned his brain off for this section. I guess if it had to be any yeah. section of the episode to turn his brain off. And sure, pick this one. I don't care. But it's it's still a little bit semi-disappointing. Even with those minor nitpicks, this is still easily, I think, the best, like, overall uh, Moffat finale. Yes, even over my personal favorite of uh, Series 5. So, yeah. um, Strong, strong 9 out of 10. Alright. Yeah, the, the... This two-parter was just really incredible. Um, I think the first part really nails just this this horror setup for the Cybermen. And um, yeah, it's just it, on its own, it's just a very convincing Doctor Who horror episode. Uh, but it, it sets up all the emotional threads you need for the much sort of like ca- more character-focused second part. And... It, it functions in tandem very well as a two-parter and as a whole it's just it's an incredible way to you know it would be an incredible way to wrap up the series i think i think it it puts things together very well in just a really convincing fashion um and i think visually it's incredible and just all the acting is really solid in this it's yeah it, it's amazing i would definitely rate this a, a 10 out of 10 despite a couple minor contrivances throughout All right, yeah. Um, so yeah, next time uh, we'll be taking a look at Moffat and Capaldi's final episode, Twice Upon a Time. Um, but until then, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at B2TardisPod. Um, and yeah, I'm uh, Jeff. You can follow me on Twitter at WheatleyDL. Uh, I'm not American. I'm not British, but rather a secret, more complex third thing. Uh, you can follow us on. You can follow us on the the Elon Bird app uh, while it still functions at Ahora Borealis. I'm Mithra, and as usual, you can find us at Himajoshi Chaser at Twitter.com. And we will see you all next week. 